Three Dog Thursday on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, brought to you in part by MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code SGP for up to $1,000 in deposit bonuses. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP, to play, win, and get paid. Sports Gambling Podcast Network and All Things Comedy are teaming up to run back the 2019 NFL playoffs via Madden simulations and give away $10,000 in my bookie credits. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash ATC for all the info. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash ATC. We're also brought to you in part by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay-per-head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. And we're brought to you in part by Jock Market, where daily fantasy becomes like the stock exchange. Yes, you can buy and sell shares of players with other users in real time, and the shares have guaranteed payouts based on those players' final rankings. JockMarket.com is the website. Jock Market available right now in the Apple Store will be available soon for Android users in the Google Play Store as well. Play their PGA Tour contest soon for the NBA with the resumption of their season and then for the NFL coming this fall. Remember that name. It's Jock Market. Football fans, it's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, TJ Reed. And back in for another edition of the only digital radio show that is devoted exclusively to those underdogs. I am your somewhat lucid and capable host. And we are marching through the month of July where it is scorching hot in most places. And we've got a jam-packed show coming up for you. Going to have a lot of fun talking about a lot of different subjects. Of course, Brian Edwards will be with me straight ahead. Our handicapper from MajorWager.com and Vegas Insider. A lot of subjects to cover with him, including Dak Prescott, his contract status, uh, what's going to happen with the college football season or not because of COVID-19. Brian's also got some uh, conversation with me on the PGA Tour, which is back playing uh, right now, and they're staying at Muirfield Village uh, in uh, Columbus, Ohio, where Tiger Woods will make his debut on the resumption of the PGA Tour for that tournament this weekend. Uh, So we're going to talk with Brian about all those subjects and a little UFC as well on the program. Got a brand new sponsor, Jock Market, that we're going to be telling you all about. Uh, Jock Market is like the stock market for individual players, trading individual players for the PGA Tour golf events and contests and the upcoming resumption of the NBA, those daily games. It's like Daily Fantasy. Except you can trade players, including in real time, with fantasy point values and shares. It'll all be explained as part of Jock Market, a new sponsor. You're going to hear more about that as the show goes on. And then our roundtable of guests this week, love me some Colby Dant from the Sports Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows. Colby will be here on the video roundtable. Again, find the YouTube channel for Three Dog Thursday. Find the video uh, through social media, etc. Check out what Colby Dant looks 
like, check out my buddy Chris Fisher as well. Chris, a longtime sportscaster in the Tampa St. Pete area as well as Miami. A lot of experience in sports television, uh, working with CBS as well on their NFL coverage as a sideline reporter. So Chris Fisher, Colby Dant here on the roundtable talking Dak Prescott, talking college football resumption, and the WNBA controversy with Elena Deladon, their top player, who's basically been told she needs to play. COVID concerns or not, she needs to play or she won't be paid. Well, Deladon has a response right now out online about why she believes she should be exempt from playing and still be allowed to play. And this is the premier player in the WNBA. We're going to be talking about this uh, coming up here in a few moments. So a lot to get to here on the podcast. Again, remain positive. I'm going to say this a couple of more times with my guests and on the roundtable. Remain positive. We don't have to decide everything right now in the middle of July for the rest of this year. Yes, there are coronavirus cases that are surging. As I articulated last week, and maybe I was a little uh, long-winded, there are people that are getting seriously ill and even dying, understood. But largely, this is something that if you are healthy, you're going to overcome fairly quickly. And again, as the weeks go on here, if the new cases continue, if, if they continue to decline, you're going to be in better shape to have a football season coming up. And obviously the NBA going into a bubble, the NHL having two different locations that are essentially going to be like bubbles for their uh, for their playoffs that are going to be going on when they resume. Baseball, that's a little bit different. It's not going to be bubbles. It's going to be in all the different cities without fans. We're going to get some sports back. We already have golf and NASCAR and boxing and the UFC back, but we're going to get some sports back. Just remain positive. Remain optimistic. Take this week by week. We don't have to decide September and November right now in July. Take the time to decide this, and let's see if it can progress. And obviously, NASCAR safely returned. So did European soccer. So is the UFC and boxing. So is the PGA Tour. Sports are coming back. Let's see if that can't continue to come back. And I'm, I'm anxious to talk about all of these different subjects with all of these different things uh, with my different guests. Again, if you've not already subscribed to this show, however you found us, if you found us through a social media link, subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, on Spotify, Red Circle Podcast, and wherever you find podcasts, subscribe away to this show. Rate us and review us on the audio podcast. More people will find it that way. Love a great five-star uh, rating and a review. Send that along. And again, subscribe as well to the YouTube channel, and then you get the video uh, roundtable portion. That'll come to you automatically. So again, the audio podcast comes automatically to subscribers on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, etc., same thing with YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Three Dog Thursday YouTube channel where the videos are and you get more of the roundtable videos and the other uh, different programming that we have video-wise as part of Three Dog Thursday. With all that out of the way, let's get to our guests, get to our different conversations as Three Dog Thursday cranks up for another week here in July. We are rolling along through the hot summer month of July and sports about to heat back up as well. I know I keep saying that as part of Three Dog Thursday. And to help me decipher all this, sort it all out, and get to some handicapping as well, Brian Edwards back from the website MajorWager.com. Also, excellent handicapper with Vegas Insider. He is back as part of Three Dog Thursday, as he customarily is, to lead off the show. Always good to be with you and we're getting excited about sports all coming back around here uh adding to the golf the boxing the ufc the nascar that's going on soon enough baseball hockey football uh basketball will have all of that it, it would appear so we're getting excited about all of this stuff brian good to have you back 
Yeah, man. I mean, it's going to be a, a busy September, October with more sports going at once than we've ever experienced. So, yeah, plenty to get excited about. Plenty of concern, however, with the Corona bros all over college football. And it's, you know, got me a little concerned. Well, right. But, uh, I mean, we're one yeah. we're one week at a time right now. We're in mid-July. And, you know, I, I know the Ivy League already pulled the plug for the entire fall, which – uh, I, I've said on other interviews and, and continue to say, I don't understand why you're canceling everything in July for, for the upcoming season. And I would suspect, your opinion real quick here, that for the SEC, the Big Ten, the biggest money-making conferences like the ACC as well, maybe not so much the Pac-12 right now, maybe the Big 12, but at least the SEC, the Big Ten, the ACC – they may wait a while here in August to make decisions about when do we start and how long we play, and that's fine. What is your opinion on that? Um, yeah, the longer you, you wait, the more data you get is, is a good thing. And I I had a friend point out to me, and I remember you brought it up a couple of months back, if, we, if the SEC did league-only games, they might – you would go to the schedule for 2021 right. and who, who you would be playing from the opposite division. So I've been hearing some rumblings that Florida might have to play Alabama this year. So um, I was hoping for that to be in Atlanta the first weekend of December, not on the regular season slate. So we'll see. Well, and, and again, would the SEC go to a ninth game because they have eight conference games? In the case of the Big Ten, they already play nine conference games and are looking to only play conference only. One more opinion. I know Jack Swarbrick, the AD of Notre Dame, is also preaching doom and gloom. We don't know how we're going to play. Again, Notre Dame is not the SEC. Notre Dame is not a conference. And if they can't figure out their own independent hybrid schedule that they have, that that's on them. I just, Brian, your opinion, I know we may be considered a little biased in the South. I believe the SEC will find a way to play and maybe even with some socially distanced fans, but at the minimum be playing without fans and be playing on TV, even if they have to delay this a little bit, they're going to find a way. I believe that. At this point, mid-July, do you concur? I certainly hope so. There, there's been a lot of um, you know negativity toward it, um, but look, I mean, we're, we're pretty much looking at 99% recovery rate, and uh, especially with young people, with the young people, I think it's more closer to 99.9%. But at the same time, they aren't paid, and see that's the right. big difference between the professional leagues and the college that they're not paid, and so that that does make it different. And that, that's where my concern lies. Back to Notre Dame, real quick. They, I believe they do have six ACC games scheduled, and if memory serves, I feel like I've saw a quote from the ACC commissioner a week or two back that they, you know, that they would try to work with Notre Dame if they ended up having to go to conference only. They do out of the conference have a game with Arkansas that would go away. Uh, They do also have a couple of games, Navy, uh, which again, Navy in the American conference for football purposes, Western Michigan is on the Notre Dame schedule out of the Mac. Uh, And then you also have Stanford and USC, which the Pac-12 has already said also, conference-only games. They made that announcement last week after we taped Three Dog Thursday. So Notre Dame, my point is, stands to lose three or four games at least, even if the ACC plays along here. 
We'll we'll find out how that works out. But I'm going to continue to figuratively scream it from the mountaintop. The world, the college football world, doesn't revolve around Notre Dame. If they can't figure it out and they're Hell choosing bro. not to play, you're in agreement. I got an amen there from Brian Edwards. If they can't figure it out, that doesn't mean that the SEC and the Big Ten and the ACC, where Clemson, uh, Florida State, et cetera, reside, are going to follow suit and not do the same. So... Uh, we'll we'll find out on that front. All right, so let's move on to the NFL and the Dak Prescott subject that I brought up. We know Patrick Mahomes got his money, but uh, Dak Prescott did not get the long-term deal. He will play for the franchise tag, only $30 million or so this year, but did not get the long-term deal. To you, Brian Edwards, MajorWager.com, did Dak Prescott make a mistake not taking a cowboy offer that was going to guarantee him over a hundred million dollars earlier this off season and he's taking a bit of a risk now playing on a one-year 30 million dollar deal do you believe he's making a mistake by not agreeing to what the cowboys offered him or what's your take uh well i believe he made the mistake last year because i i believe it was a longer contract which might have been actually less per year than the right. one he just turned down that right. he just uh, cited, uh, I think it was last year, it was like $130 million total that he turned down, and I think that is where he made the mistake, because remember, he was only playing for like 2 or $3 million last year. Um, obviously, he didn't get hurt. And he, he had a good year. They didn't get the playoffs, but he, he, his numbers were solid. Um, I, but I think the mistake was made last year. I would have gone ahead and, and secured my grandchildren's uh, financial <laughs> security last summer. Well, I understand part of what the thinking is, because we look at the Mahomes deal from last week, and Mahomes has got $400 million guaranteed. And again, we agree, he's proven more. He has won a Super Bowl. Um, Dak Prescott has had them in the playoffs a couple of times. He won a playoff game two years ago. Uh, but by the same token, you've got new TV deals and an expanded salary cap coming up. He is essentially betting on himself for this year, that I'm going to have a really good, if not outstanding year. We're going to have success. We're going to go to the playoffs. And then I'm going to be in a position to get $200 million or more guaranteed, or, may, or, or maybe even $250, $250 million more or guaranteed, similar to what Mahomes got on a long, long-term deal. He's betting on my on himself, is my point. Um, taking a real risk. That's obvious, Brian. Taking a real, one more time. Taking a real risk to go on the one-year deal. Um, again, thirty million is a ton of money. It's not that. It's not that big a risk for the one-year situation. Uh, but he's essentially saying, I, I am going to play my way into a two hundred, two hundred and fifty million or more dollar contract off the twenty twenty numbers. And from the Cowboys' perspective. They got to be happy with it because they have more time to evaluate him, and you know, it's almost like a Kirk Cousins back in you know the division rival Washington scenario. They have time to evaluate, and do they not want to offer the two hundred plus right. million type deal? They may not want to offer after. Um, well, I mean, I think Dak's good. I don't know if he's a two hundred million dollar quarterback though, and I, I would have to further evaluate that if I'm the Jones family and, and they'll do so. So they, they've got to be okay with him doing that. Especially with the amount of money they tied up with Ezekiel Elliott this time last year on how they make it work with both of those guys. And they do have Andy Dalton looming as the backup. And remember Prescott supplanted Tony Romo because of injury in that uh, season back, what, four years ago now when, when Romo was injured in the preseason. 
and it enabled the Cowboys to basically delete Tony Romo's contract, paying him at that time what's now a bargain, 18 or $19 million a year because Prescott cost a whole lot less. That same thing could be in the thinking of Jerry Jones, his son Stephen Jones, of we can go get a younger quarterback now too that costs a lot less if Dak Prescott doesn't perform. We'll see. We'll see. He's gambling on himself. There's no doubt about that. Let's move on with Brian Edwards, MajorWager.com. Love his insight as part of Three Dog Thursday. We roll on to the NBA. They have formulated and, and put into action the bubble in Orlando, secure for coronavirus, uh, with all of the testing, uh, the, the accommodations, the food, and now eventually the workouts, practices, and games all taking place at the Walt Disney World Wide World of Sports in the Orlando area. All right, so what do you make of the latest news as they progress towards getting ready to start resuming the end of their regular season, the modified end of the regular season? What do you make of all of this, Brian? Well, I love the information that they've released. So before they left the markets, 322 players tested, 19 were positive for COVID. They stayed behind like Russell Westbrook, Harrison Barnes stayed uh, back in Houston and Sacramento, respectively, to recover, and then they'll join their teams in Orlando, and right when they got to Orlando, and this it's very similar to the protocols for the UFC over on Fight Island, they had to quarantine right when they got uh, to Orlando because they were running uh, another round of COVID tests just in case you know they had tested negative back um, in uh, in their markets, but you know they could have still had it and just not test positive for it yet. So they the two, then they got two guys were positive, but they had never left quarantine, so they weren't exposed to anybody else, and now they're off campus. And then one of the first, you know, days or first week, uh, early in the first, early to mid first week, Holmes for Sacramento gets popped for uh, going to get the delivery food outside of campus, <laughs> and he's got he got sent to quarantine for ten days, which had yep. to set an example not only for guys damn, I don't want to get sent to quarantine for 10 days. And B, you know, LeBron was scolding his teammates, don't be that guy, you know. And so the leaders on the teams are, are you know, especially for the ones that are going to be legit playoff contenders, um, were, you know, had to be putting some peer pressure on their teammates, you know, don't leave this bubble. And so I, I'm thinking this thing is going to work. And we also got to remember, you know, once we're done with the eight games, you know, what, so there are 22 teams, there'll be 16 in the playoffs. So six teams get gone. So that's almost 100 players or around 100 players. And then each seven-game series, you know, more teams get the boot. So, you know, we're going to be in a situation a month from now uh, or, or whatever, six weeks into it. Like, in other words, the ones that are getting restless that are in the bubble too long, well, they're also going to be the ones that are really legit, have a chance to win an NBA title in a ring, and they're going to be more motivated not to violate the bubble. So I think this has got a real good shot of working. Yep, let's just see uh, in steps. Again, it's like the college football discussion we were just having. You got to go almost week by week right now, and they're in the controlled environment and and aiming to get all of this underway uh, here at the beginning of August, end of July, beginning of August, with the resumption of their season, the NHL doing the same thing. Uh, we do know that golf is back, and they have now been playing for a few weeks on the resumption, the modified schedule, the updated schedule of the PGA Tour. 
And so they are, interestingly, for the first time in over 60 years on the PGA Tour, playing at the same location two weeks in a row. This is right outside of Columbus, Ohio, Muirfield Village, Jack Nicklaus's The Memorial Tournament. Uh, being played on the same course where they played last week, uh, an event that they just basically concocted a few weeks ago uh, that was a a smaller uh, tournament where they had different tees. The the greens were not cut the same way that they're going to be cut this week for Nicholas's tournament. More difficult course, more difficult conditions this week. But interesting that rookie Colin Murakawa was able to win in a dramatic playoff with Justin Thomas uh, last week. So Morikawa and Thomas both in the field for this week. Interesting when you're looking at the golf odds, uh, Brian. We've gone we've gone over this a little bit here for the golf handicapping. Both of those guys are up near the top. Justin Thomas, a 12 to one pick to win the Memorial. Same location. He never left. Morikawa, last week's winner, is 22 to one to win this week. Oh, that Tiger Woods guy. He is back for the first time on the resumption of the schedule at a place where he has won five times before, uh, Brian Edwards. He is 25 to one. So that is a little juicy to win the tournament now we're talking about. So uh, very interesting that the golf is progressing. They're going to play a major championship in a couple of weeks in San Francisco, the PGA Championship. They're going to play the uh, delayed U.S. Open in September at Wingfoot in New York. They're going to play the delayed uh, Masters in November. But we're progressing with the golf. And you have an interesting wager, speaking of Colin Morikawa, from last week in that playoff win. Uh, yeah, I wish I could claim that it had been my wagers, but it wasn't. But there was a uh, Twitter, Twitter, a Twitter handle at Cash Out King who was posting uh, his tickets where he was betting them at uh, Bet Rivers uh, Sportsbook. I'm pretty sure that's in Illinois. Okay, but anyway, so he, yeah, so Morikawa, he had four thousand dollars on him at 50 to one odds to be the leader at the end of the opening round which paid him 200 large so he won that on thursday alone and then he had a ten thousand dollar wager on morikawa to win the whole tournament at 25 to one which he eventually won and that paid out two hundred and ninety thousand dollars man and then he, he um he had a bet for Morikawa to finish in the top five at plus 750 odds, and that bet was for 28000 and a little bit of change, and it paid out $238,217. Does that get us to more than a million? Uh, or it gets us to like in the neighborhood of eight hundred grand or something like that. Uh, th- this has got to be the president of the Colin Morikawa fan club. The guy's only been on the PGA Tour now for about eight months since the fall of last year, and then obviously the shutdown. That's not a Morikawa family member, right? That's unconfirmed. That that made all of those bets on uh, yeah, on the uh, wow, wow. And so he hedged I, I, it. He hedged it a couple of ways, didn't he? Because you're talking about the first round lead. You're talking about finishing what was it, top five or top ten, and a separate bet to win outright. So he had it. He had it kind of shaded three different ways and won them all when Morikawa won the tournament. Yes. And uh, I don't know his real name, uh, if, so uh, no relation, have no idea. But um, I guess the other bet, he had a six thousand dollar bet at thirty three to one odds. Um, and I guess 
I'm not, I'm not the ticket. It doesn't show the whole thing here. But right. anyhow, he won more than a billion dollars. Props to him. Wow. So Colin Morikawa again hung in in the playoff with Justin Thomas because what happened for Brian and for the whole audience, if you weren't completely aware of this, and, it, and it's going to get shown this week as part of Jack Nicholas's memorial. They're going to revisit this. Thomas on the first sudden death playoff hole made a 51 foot putt breaking down the hill to keep himself alive for birdie. Well, then Murakawa had to stand over about a 19-foot putt and make it to keep the playoff alive. Huge pressure, a la Tiger, a la Jack Nicklaus, buried the pressure putt, kept the playoff alive, eventually won on the third playoff hole. So, again, a, a tremendous finish last week, and again on the odds, Murakawa 22-1 to to win this week. Very tough to repeat, even at the same course, back-to-back back weeks on the PGA Tour. Justin Thomas, you wonder psychologically, did that playoff loss do something to him a little bit? Same course, he's 12-1. to uh, Bryson DeChambeau, the bulked-up Bryson DeChambeau that we talked about last week on Three Dog Thursday, 10-1 to this week. Tiger Woods, is that a is that a little bit of a sucker bet there, Brian Edwards? Tiger Woods, twenty five to one. I know it's his first event uh, since uh, back in, in, uh, in February on the PGA Tour. He hasn't played any of these other events since the shutdown. Steps back out on a course and conditions where he's very familiar. Is twenty five to one a sucker bet for Tiger? What do you make of that? No idea. I just don't. I don't follow it enough. But I will chime in with this. TJ, if you're interested in tailing uh, the cash out king um, uh, on his Twitter profile, looks like he's very bullish on Dustin Johnson this week. So you can go check out his Twitter profile at cash out king. I'm looking at a bunch of tickets on Dustin Johnson. (laughs) And Dustin Johnson, as we're talking right now, is 17 to 1. Uh, to win at the Memorial. Dustin Johnson won the tournament in Connecticut a couple of weeks ago, one of the longest hitters on tour, multi-time major champion. Let's see what happens with Dustin Johnson. That's another interesting one uh, for this week. But Tiger, yeah, 25-1 to uh, on this. Uh, I got another name that I'll just throw out for the audience on Three Dog Thursday is an underdog, Kevin Streelman. Streelman is a multi-time PGA Tour winner. He played well last week. For whatever it's worth, they're staying at the same course. Streelman 75-1. to 1. That might be a fun... Don't put $1,000 on Kevin Streelman, but it might be fun for 100 bucks uh, if you're fooling around if you're, and looking for somebody as a long shot to put it on Kevin Streelman for this week uh, off the PGA Tour. All right, so the golf we put to bed. We'll see what happens with the Memorial and, and whether Tiger can contend or not. UFC still fighting at the Fight Island. And give me some insight and analysis. We don't know the results at the time we're taping right now of the Wednesday night midweek fight card on Fight Island. You've got great information, not only on MajorWager.com, but Vegas Insider on all your UFC picks. And you're starting to look ahead now to Saturday night and the next fight card they've got, right? Yeah, so um, I do like Kelvin Gastelum, but he's a little bit of a, a short favorite. I haven't found any dog. I'm still in my early stages of handicapping Saturday's card, but just check uh, back on Major Wager or Vegas Insider. I'll have previews picks uh, later in the week. And um, as, as people are listening to us on Thursday, it will be in the rearview mirror, but I'm, I'm trying – uh, for Wednesday night fights, I'm trying to leave it out of the judges' hands. I've got a bunch of totals, a bunch of unders, and that's a, a good idea because we had a controversial uh, decision last Saturday night. Um, Max Holloway clearly won the co-main event to reclaim his title, but he officially lost a split decision. 18 media members had it for Max. Nine dumbass media members had it for Volkanovski somehow. 
But um, and then there was also a late stoppage from hell. You know, uh, Jose Aldo and, and Poder Jan had a hell of a fight, but Leon Roberts, the referee, one of the worst late stoppages I've seen in a long, long time. So uh, Fight Island, the protocols are working. The fights were really good, but we had some really bad judging and some bad reffing, and I'm going to try to keep the judges uh, out of my betting results. Uh, or Dana, be White, Dana White's got to look into it. we got to have better officiating, better judging, better refs. And you, you were saying that the ref didn't stop it too quick. You're saying that the ref was way late on numerous punches, what? unnecessary on that stoppage. He should have been much earlier is your point. Correct. I mean, it's probably a minute late and about 40 punches wow. late. Uh, it's a shame. I mean, Aldo's fine. He's okay. But, I mean, there's just no need for anybody to take uh, unnecessary damage. And just uh, plug again for Saturday. That is pay-per-view again, or is that ESPN or ESPN yeah. Plus for the UFC? How's it working for Saturday? Uh, it, it's uh, – well – uh, maybe with some of the other sports coming back, it may be part of it. Maybe the prelims will be ESPN Plus, but the main card will be on ESPN, the main proper, what I like to call it. Um, yeah, so no, we won't have a pay per view for like a month. Uh, so these next uh, uh, two Saturdays will be on ESPN. Like the early prelims might be ESPN Plus since we got some more sports programming coming back to ESPN. I'm not positive on that though. All right, so check into the listings there. UFC continuing on the Fight Island over in the Middle East and Abu Dhabi. And whether it is NFL, whether it's the resumption of the baseball, the the hockey and NBA playoffs resuming, they can keep track of all of this and hopefully football here uh, in short order in a few weeks as well, all at MajorWager.com. Brian, tell them more about how they find you, including socially, et cetera, here as we depart. Uh, yeah, on Twitter, uh, my feed or my handle is at Vegas B Edwards, and you can follow the Major Wager uh, Twitter handle is at Major Wager Uno. If you ever got any gambling questions for me, you can email me Brian E Edwards at gmail dot com. Thanks, PJ. Enjoyed it as always. Have a great week and weekend, man. Still to come, our roundtable includes Colby Dant from the Sports Gambling Podcast family of shows. The College Experience is the name of his podcast, but he's also on the Sports Gambling Podcast with Sean Green and Ryan Kramer all the time, including these Madden simulations that they're doing right now, the tournament through my bookie that we've been telling you about. So Colby Dant coming up on our roundtable. So too is Chris Fisher, longtime sportscaster in Florida, in Tampa Bay, and also in Miami. Love Chris's insight on a lot of things, especially South Florida. We're going to be talking a lot about the Dak Prescott situation, what's going to happen with the college football season, and much more. That's our roundtable that is coming up in a little bit. And a reminder, Three Dog Thursday brought to you in part by MyBookie and MyBookie.ag. The guys are back with another simulation tournament from the Sports Gambling Podcast, and they're teaming up with All Things Comedy to run back the 2019 playoffs and give away $10,000 in MyBookie credits. So the simulation tournaments are going on every weekend. Go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash ATC for all the info on the tournament and how you can win and how you can get in and how you can gamble on the games. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash ATC. And a reminder again that whether you're trying to bet on NASCAR, on the UFC pay-per-views, on uh, the PGA Tour that's resumed, baseball will be here soon, the NBA, the NHL, mybookie.ag is one of the uh, largest sports books online on the planet. Live and dynamic odds. You can always uh, pick your spot for the right bet on all the different sports as they come back 
around. And right now, you can sign up with the promo code SGP for Sports Gambling Podcast. Use that promo code SGP. They will match 50% of your initial deposit. Put 100 bucks in. They'll give you 50 more to play with at mybookie.ag. Put 500 in. You get 250 to play with. Use our promo code SGP for that initial deposit with MyBookie. And as always, with MyBookie, you bet, you win, and most importantly, when you win, you get paid fast with MyBookie.ag. And we're also brought to you in part by Ace Per Head. If you've ever thought of starting your own sports book but don't know how, Ace Per Head is here to help with everything that you need, an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support 24-7 and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. And again, all the sports coming back. You've got UFC, you've got NASCAR, boxing now back, golf back. Soon enough, it's going to be the NBA and the NHL resuming their seasons later in the summer. Ace Per Head offers it all, including live betting, amazing mobile experience, Get started today, and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Go to aceperhead.com for the offer slash SGP. aceperhead.com slash SGP to find out more about the free offer that's up there now with Ace Per Head. The dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is T.J. Reeves. All right, brand new sponsor and part of Three Dog Thursday, the guys with Jock Market and the new app and the new game that allows you to trade, buy, sell individual players in sports. And Dave Isman is here with me from Jock Market to talk more about it. Great to have you as part of Three Dog Thursday. And I know with sports resuming, the excitement is is now coming back to a lot of different sports and jock market right in the middle of it. Good to have you here. Awesome. Thanks for having me, TJ. Okay, so let's talk first of all about the story and how jock market came into existence. Tell us a, a little bit about how it all came about. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, two co-founders, uh, Tyler and Wayne, um, worked together at a previous job. I actually worked with them as well. Uh, and they wanted to combine, find a way to combine their love of stock markets and investing along with fantasy sports um, sort of kicked around some ideas around the NBA draft and how to predict player positions and the salaries um, and sort of, you know, kept iterating on the idea until it came to what it is now where it's a stock market for daily fantasy sports. And so uh, how long have you been in existence and in the marketplace right now, David? Yeah. So we've been, uh, we've been working on this for a couple of years now. We actually just launched about five weeks ago for the restart of the PGA season. Uh, we had a launch slated for slightly earlier in the year, but uh, obviously circumstances beyond our control delayed that. Uh, but now we're live for golf. Very excited. And so we're, we're taking a look here at, uh, at Jock Market's website where you can find out more about uh, what they do. Again, Jock Market is abbreviated for the purposes of the internet domain, J-O-C-K-M-K-T, jockmarket.com. But we want them to go, Dave, to the uh, Apple Store and eventually here coming up for Android users to the Google Play Store as well and download the app uh, where they're going to find out more about how to play. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we plan to be in the Android Store um, by the end of the month is our goal. 
You know, and so uh, a lot of people would ask and would wonder exactly how does this work? Now, at the time that we are taping, you have already closed things for this weekend's PGA Tour event at the Memorial. But typically right now you've been active for golf. How exactly does it work with the deadline? How do they play? Yeah, absolutely. So the event opens every week on uh, Monday morning um, and users can join for golf uh, between Monday and Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Uh, when the event closes to new entrants. Um, and for the first, for between Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, users bid on shares of players in our IPO phase. Um, so you can see the prices update in real time. Every player in the field is available. Um, you can see, you know, what their live prices based on the current bids go through, bid on a couple guys, you can bid on 20 different guys, however, however you want to do it. Um, and at the end of the IPO phase, which is Wednesday at 9 p.m. for golf, uh, all the shares get released to the winning bidders, and then live trading begins. Um, so once, once live trading starts, you can trade with any other user um, in real time. You can see the prices update in real time. You can trade. You know, you wake up in the middle of the night and at 2 in the morning, you want to place a trade, you can do that. Um, you see Tiger about to knock in a birdie putt, and you think, hey, I'm going to take advantage of this. I'm going to try to buy a share of him. Um, you know, you can see the live pricing. You can do all that. We match everyone in real time. And we're looking, uh, for those that are only hearing us on Three Dog Thursday, find the video on the YouTube page, social media link, find this video where Dave Isman is kind enough to be with me from jockmarket.com. We're looking at your Facebook page. Uh, Tiger is smiling at the time that we're taping is, uh, again, we were covering on the podcast, he's 25 to 1 to win at the Memorial, where he's won five times already this week. But the, the fans can get an idea here that Colin Morikawa, the rookie that won last week at the same location at Muirfield Village uh, for the golf event, uh, you look at the return on investment for Colin and for Ian Poulter and a couple of the other players this past week, That that's just based, again, on your game and the trading and how, if you played it right with buying or selling your player, what you could end up uh, cashing in with uh, on the jock market game, right? Yeah, and one one interesting point there. So you mentioned the Tigers twenty five to one this week. I think he's you know whatever eighth eighth or tenth ranked golfer in terms of betting odds. Uh, but right now, uh, as you might expect, Tiger coming back is a big a big deal. Everyone's excited about it, and uh, he's actually the most expensive golfer in our current IPO phase for the Memorial. And um, you know, not unexpected given his um, you know his popularity. Um, so one one nice thing we like about jock market is it sort of offer offers a arbitrage opportunity. If you are betting um, on individual golfers, there might be a mispricing in the betting market. There might be a mispricing in jock market and opportunities to make money. Well, and one of the neat features elaborate on this with jock market, as we talk about it is the live trading during the event. So if a golfer is, let's say not doing well, or we're going to get to the NBA in a second, an NBA player is not having a good first quarter, or eventually down the road in the football, if the first half has gone not so well for whoever your guy is, you can make the trade while the first half is going on, the first quarter is going on in round one of the golf tournament, you can make a trade to another guy. That's the whole point. Yeah, exactly. And again, you can see the prices update in real time. So you can say, you know, hey, uh, you know, this golfer had a bad couple holes. I want to get rid of him and just, you know, move on to someone else. You can sell him. You can see what the price right now is. You can make an offer. It's a little higher. Um, sell those shares, get the get the money back in your account and then use that um, to invest in another golfer who you think, you know, might have a better uh, or any player in any sport, um, you know, might have a better finish. Let's talk about the NBA because you're getting ready to launch with the relaunch of the NBA season, the modified resumption of the regular season that's going to involve 22 teams total to eventually whittle down to a 16-team playoff like it usually is. 
And jock market is going to be right in there when the NBA starts back up where you're going to be able on a daily basis. So this is going to be like daily fantasy on a daily basis, enter these contests and be able to trade NBA players and compete against each other in contests. Let's talk about how that's going to work for the NBA. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're super excited. Obviously this, this new schedule is going to be pretty jam packed. They're going to have games going all day, um, which is great for us because jock Mar- the best thing about jock market is you're able to, our, our tagline is you stay in the game, right? Once the games start, you have you can keep taking actions. If you're watching the games throughout the day, you can you can be trading all day. And there's going to be up to I think seven or eight games in, in any given day. So uh, there should be a lot of action. Uh, yeah, especially right now with the regular season, and they're trying to cram in as many of those regular season games. They've got to get to eight of them for every team and get every team to the to the magic number of seventy, and then seed the playoffs. Uh, etc. So uh, you're going to have a free contest. Everybody loves free, 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 free. They're going to have a free contest and then you're going to have an entry free contest right now for your NBA game when it starts up with Jock Market with the app. Go get the app again in the Apple Store under Jock Market uh, as well under the uh, Google Play or the Android Store uh, starting soon. Keep looking for it there. But they can, they can get in a free contest with no obligation and then play for a bigger prize every day with an entry fee, right? Tell us more. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we obviously want to keep it open to, to new people and have them be able to get on the app and, and test out the market. And, um, you know, we think um, that once people are there, they're going to have a good time and enjoy it and, uh, you know, want to take that step and deposit some money and, you know, start competing for some bigger prize pools. Well, and we certainly want them to go check out your social media as well. Here's where you find them on Twitter. Take a look at Jock Market. Again, abbreviate with the MKT Jock Market uh, there on Twitter to find out more. The Facebook page is also there uh, as well under Jock Market with the MKT. You guys are constantly engaging on social media. Again, they can get a hold of the app. It'll take them only a couple of minutes to sign up and to be able to get in. And you've got the free contests that are rolling uh, for the NBA. And I, I know uh, you're, you're anxious to, to get as many players as possible to come and play here on, uh, on Jock Market. That's the whole idea. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're super excited, especially, um, you know, with all these sports coming back, hopefully, um, you know, one after the other, we should have a lot of action, a lot of events, um, a lot of really cool things for, uh, for users to play um, in the coming weeks. I did not cover at the beginning that Dave is in New England. I assume Celtics guy. Am am I assuming correctly? And what kind of chance are you giving the Celtics on the resumption here uh, as they battle for playoff position in the East and then eventually get into a playoff series? Uh, The the Bucs are definitely a pretty formidable team. I think one thing that could work in the Celtics advantage is that uh, that it's going to be a more condensed schedule. So younger legs may, may help. Um, I think Kemba Walker's injury is a little concerning, but if they're playing, you know, every other day, I think having a really young team will be a big asset. Um, So we'll see. I I think uh, it'll be fun no matter what. I think I'm excited to see all the teams back and, and playing. So. It is going to be strange. It's going to be different uh, all in one location. But, but hopefully after now more than four months, we can get back to it and see how it all unfolds. So, Dave, let's plug away one more time for fans that are interested in Jock Market, whether you're hearing us only on the audio podcast through Apple Podcasts, through Spotify, et cetera. We're talking on the video here about Jock Market. Go to the YouTube page. Uh, go to a, a social media link to see uh, Dave and I talking about this. But for those that are seeing us right now, tell them more about how they signed up, how they find Jock Market, and, and why they should be motivated to do so. 
Yeah, absolutely. So Jock Market, uh, J-O-C-K-M-K-T in the App Store and eventually the Play Store. Um, you can check us out online um, on jockmarket.com, uh, J-O-C-K-M-K-T.com. Uh, we got plenty of information if you want to learn more about how to play the game. Uh, we have a lot of articles about different strategies, how the game works, different mechanics, things like that, screenshots you can look at. Um, and then in the app as well, there's all that information. Um, and if you follow us on social, um, Jock Market on all social platforms where we put um, you know, uh, updates on, on all the events coming up. We put it, add in some strategies. Uh, we have a fair value blog where we figure out based on betting odds, what we think, um, you know, each user's or each player's price should be. Um, so you can use that as a reference if you're trying to figure out, um, you know, what you should be buying and selling. So. Well, and again, free to try this and play and how your player does in that day or for that given golf tournament. Uh, etc. is going to increase their, like the stock market, it's going to increase their value or decrease how they do. But yeah. the real advantage is you can live trade them. Unlike other daily fantasy where you just have the player and that's it, that's mm -hmm. the point, right? Real yeah, quick, absolutely. one more time, you can trade them. Yeah, and, and one other key point actually I, uh, I forgot to bring up was um, at the end of the game, so for a golf tournament Sunday evening when the event is over or NBA as soon as the last game ends, every player share pays out a guaranteed value, uh, which you can see in the event. So that's how, um, that's how you're trading. You know, hey, I think Tiger's going to finish in the top 10 and 10th place pays out, let's say, $8 a share. You might be willing to bid up to that $8 range. So that's, that's generally how the payouts work, and they're all guaranteed. Um, and you can see all that within the app as well. And again, they can find out more. Go to Jock Market, MKT, jockmarket.com. Go to their social. Go to the Apple Store. Download the app. Soon to be in the Google Play and the Android device store as well for Jock Market. Absolutely free to play. Dave, good luck with you, your partners, and everything with the game. Thank you for hopping on here on Three Dog Thursday to tell people more about Jock Market. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks so much, DJ. Three Dog Thursday does roll on, and the video roundtable has a couple of more great participants. I'm going to welcome in my guests here on the segment. A reminder, again, if you're only hearing us, find the video version on YouTube or through a social media link and see what these dudes look like because one of them is a piece of work right now that you got to see on the video, to say the least. I, I love this. Let's introduce him first. Colby Dant from the Sports Gambling Podcast Family Network of Shows. Uh, and the College Experience is the name of his podcast. You also hear him on the college, uh, on uh, the Sports Gambling Podcast. You see him there as well. But his podcast, again, is the College Experience. Colby joining us from Los Angeles. And do you want to let the peeps in on uh, what are you up to right now? Welcome. I'm I'm in line at Wells Fargo. I've had we guys. I don't know if this is happening in Florida, but uh, I you know I have a Wells Fargo literally like ten feet away from my house. But I, in my apartment, I have to pay for laundry with quarters, and there's a quarter shortage going on in America right now. So this is my fourth bank today that I've been going to, to try to find quarters. I think the Russians maybe got the quarters. All the Russians got the quarters or something. So we have no quarters. Uh, no quarter given, no quarter taken, no quarter anywhere, and you're in line at the bank right now hopping on the podcast tape. That is outstanding. I, ha I have to say it is a first uh, right now that we have a guest who's in line at a bank to get quarters. So that's Colby Dand, who's all the way out in Los Angeles, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast and their network of shows. Meantime, my buddy Chris Fisher, longtime sportscaster, not just in the Tampa Bay area, but in the Miami area and other parts as well. He is back on uh, with me. Great to see you. How are you, one Chris Fisher? 
doing well, better than Colby, who apparently can't get quarters or no safe quarter, having to live in an apartment in Los Angeles. <laughs> I'll tell you, just your traffic problem alone out there, I wouldn't want to be anywhere near that area. Uh, and, and so uh, we're all just trying to persevere. My man is in line. So, so just so I know, is there a certain signal you're going to use if it's your turn at the bank and you need quarters? How's that working, yeah. Colby? Well, you know what? I actually sent the girl in there. So, so I'm in line still. <laughs> But I, I'm still here. But I mean, if she, she's she's gonna figure that out. So, but right. I mean, dude, I thought I thought I'd be back at the house for this interview. I went, you know, just just for a you know five minute walk across the street to get quarters. That didn't happen. Went to another Wells Fargo. That didn't happen. Went to another Wells Fargo. That didn't happen. And now I'm at the fourth one. And. and <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what's going on? Chris, by trade, these guys with the Sports Gambling Podcast, they are comedians. And so uh, this has got to be part of a comedic bit that you're going to end up having to go to like a panhandler that actually has change and make change instead of the bank. That may be what you have to end up doing, Colby. Yeah, I mean, dude, desperate times call for desperate measures, apparently. I know I'm, and I also look, I got the mask, the bandana <laughs> mask. You know, I, I don't normally dress like this, guys, believe it or not. Right. Oh, <laughs> part of the problem, you're walking in with a bandana mask and they think you're going to rob them, so they turn you away. <laughs> hey, I, I do appreciate that, you know, that the fact that this is the one time I've always wondered what it would be like to wear a, a bandana into a bank. So, I, I you know, and, and not only a bank, multiple banks in a day. So it is like I'm knocking off several banks, essentially. Holby you're, is you're out. Like point break without the surfboard. It, I love it. A <laughs> reference there. Uh, yeah. Uh, special agent Utah. All right. So this is all, this is all good. This is all good stuff. I don't know how I rein this in and we, I've already lost control here on three dog Thursday on the video on the round table right off the bat. All right, let's go over the topics. We were talking earlier in the podcast that at the time we're taping, it doesn't look like it. It will probably be official later on Wednesday that Dak Prescott's going to get a long-term deal from the Dallas Cowboys. So uh, the latest uh, that we know, he's going to play for the uh, only uh, only for the $31 million franchise tag. We see that on the screen right now. Adam Schefter was tweeting about that earlier today. Long-term deal, after he saw what Patrick Mahomes got last week, he could be making $200, $250 million guaranteed. That deal not coming, apparently, for 2020. Reaction here from the panel about this. Let's start with Colby. You're at a bank. Uh, it, it's all about the bank right now. It's all about the money, Colby Dan. Yeah, man, I mean, dude, uh, maybe we can get him some quarters too because I think that's what that, that's where it's headed because, look, and I like Dak Prescott as a human being. Seems like a good guy. But, I mean, I don't know that he's performed good enough to demand the money he's, type, he's, he's been demanding. I don't know how you guys feel on that. But, uh, you know, I liked him at Mississippi State. I liked him, you know, I don't like the Cowboys, but I, I – I, I, I've always liked him, but I mean, come on, that type of money. I, I don't know that he's proven it yet. They just signed Andy Dalton. I, I think Andy Dalton is a very, look, there's one thing that can destroy your, your career as a quarterback and that's the Cincinnati Bengals. So <laughs> I think Andy Dalton's got some talent. So, so, I mean, be, 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 beware what you wish for. I'll just say that. Chris, is he making a mistake that he didn't agree earlier this off season or last year to the long-term deal and is letting it ride, if you will, on one year, Granted, it's a $31 million payday, but is he, is he risking the long-term Dak Prescott or how much is he risking it? I don't think he's risking the long-term because if you look, he has that offensive line. He's got Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield. He has Amari Cooper, who the Cowboys have paid. Coop, 
and Elliott so far. And by paying those two, there's not a lot of meat left on the bone to be able to pay Dak Prescott. But the thing about Dak Prescott is he has an outperformed Carson Wentz who just got $100 million guaranteed. Well, according to Jane Slater with the NFL Network, the Cowboys are looking at that $100 million guaranteed range right now. He's not on the Patrick Mahomes level. Look, he's been to two playoffs so far in his five seasons in the NFL. He's only won one playoff game. Now, Carson Wentz has been hurt, but he's at least led the Eagles to the playoffs, played like an MVP caliber quarterback, and I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, Dak Prescott, this season going into it and with a one-and-done type of situation with him and getting that 31, what is it, 31.25 million uh, franchise tag, it's not a bad payday, but then again – the NFC East belongs to the Cowboys at this point, just on paper, because they look like they could run the table in that division this year. And if they're able to do so, get back into the playoffs and accumulate those playoff wins, then the money will come for Dak. But at this point, when you don't know what the salary cap's going to look like in a couple of years or, you know, the structure of that situation, yeah, I think the Cowboys and Jerry Jones, as much as I can't stand them, are doing the right thing. Voice of Chris Fisher. By the way, find him on social media at chrisfisher07 like a 007 without the second zero. Uh, Chris Fisher, 07 on Twitter. Also with me is Colby Dant. He's at the Colby D, T-H-E, Colby, C-O-L-B-Y, and the letter D for Dant, the Colby D on social media. And these guys are kicking around uh, the NFL and the high-priced uh, contracts. Again, the argument can be made to both of you. Colby, I guess we'll go to you first, that, uh, that Mahomes' deal – is a, is a sign of what's to come. And there's a large television deal and a salary cap raise coming, and I'm sure that's what Dak Prescott and his advisors are looking at right now, is that kind of money, uh, you know, 200, 300 million could still easily be there for Dak Prescott if he has a good season. I guess, I guess my thing is, is if you're the Cowboys, I don't think there's much of a difference between Dak Prescott and Andy Dalton. I truly don't. Behind that offensive line, yeah, I get it. Dak Prescott's played better in the past couple of years, but I think Andy Dalton's a very capable quarterback. So I think from their point of view, they're like, Hey, you know, if he doesn't want this money, we'll just go with Dalton. And I still think you'd make the playoffs, uh, you know, provide, I know they're traditionally on paper, they're really good, but they haven't really been able to put it together. But I would say Dalton gives them as good a chance as, as Dak Prescott does. Is the risk worth it, Chris, in that he could still get $200 million guaranteed if he has a good season because the salary cap is going up, new TV deals, that three or four years from now he, it may pay off that he's doing this? Well, my big question, first off, is what is it going to look like with that money coming into the owners uh, with this NFL season coming up? Because we may not have fans in the stands, so that's obviously going to take away from their pockets, and they're not going to want to put that money back into the team. Jerry Jones always spending on his high-priced Cowboys. But at the same token, what is new head coach Mike McCarthy going to think of Dak Prescott once he gets a chance to be able to work with him? Remember, we have, we're not having OTAs and all these types of situ- uh, practices. So that hasn't been set in stone. Before this hard deadline at 4 o'clock today for Dak, you know, whether to go with the franchise tag or get another deal – but I think if Mike McCarthy says, this is my guy and he's the guy of the future, then you'll see that big contract. But at this point, I just think there's too many variables out there where Dak may not get it. Now, Kobe, to speak to your point, the Red Rocket, Andy Dalton, yeah, he's a capable quarterback, but I don't think he's got the athletic skill of Dak. And Dak's able to keep plays going. So that's, that's a big part of the situation and, and the, the offense that Mike McCarthy had with Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying – 
Jackson and Rodgers by any means. But that's a valuable portion of the offense that McCarthy saw when he was with Green Bay. And coming to Dallas, now he's got an athletic quarterback in Dak, and I think it's very adaptable to see what he was able to do with that offense. All right, so we'll see what ends up happening with him, with his contract. We progress along with the NFL. What we're wondering, and Colby, again, is big into the college. You and I, Chris, are as well. Uh, but Colby's podcast is focused on the college experience for college football, college basketball. Are we going to have a college football season? Everybody keeps asking this, keeps wondering this. The SEC commissioner, Greg Sankey, uh, saying over the weekend that his concern is very high right now, high to very high, that they may not be able to have a season. So that sounded uh, a warning alarm uh, there that uh, th- th- this is the SEC talking here. We talked earlier in the podcast. I, I do believe this, uh, that the SEC will find a way to play. So will the Big Ten. So will the ACC. I can't speak to everybody else. Let's vary it up. Chris, I'll go to you first. How concerned are you that we're not going to have college football uh, for the upcoming season? I'm very concerned from a, stand- a fan standpoint. Because it has been said here, just with the University of Miami, they view themselves more as an academic school than they do a football school. And obviously in the SEC, football is like church. College football is, ma- is massive. And if they're not able to get students back on campus first and foremost, besides the football players in the dorms, I think university presidents are going to have a very hard time saying, hey, we're okay with the football teams playing even though we're not paying them, we're giving them scholarships, but there is no school right now. So how would they go about playing college games only to make their money off of TV revenue streams? And basically all it is at that point is a cash grab. They're no longer really a university and educational system. He's in line at a bank. We're talking more about bank. He's got a Washington State hat on. Give me the West Coast perspective. Are, are, how concerned are we that we're not going to have college football? I mean – it's, I think we got the numbers increasing. I'd say, I mean, look, I, I, I don't pers- – I'm previewing every team on the college experience, Division One, but I just don't think it's going to happen mainly because even if they sign a waiver or something, you can still sue as a, as a good buddy of mine who's, who's a, who owns a law firm. Like, you can still sue. So you, I, I think you put yourself at a lot of risk if some players get hurt or if they come see their mom and their mom gets sick or something. So I just think – Unfortunately, because this is gonna, this really hurts. You know, we got hit with March Madness, and now we're getting hit with this. I, I understand the reason for the uh, the SEC and some of the Big Ten and, and and some other schools in the country that really depend on this, uh, you know, football, college football's finances to to really make their town go. So I, I get it, but I, I as an institution, like you guys mentioned, uh, I don't, I really don't see it being able to work unless the, unless we get a cure going fast which is not realistic I mean honest to God it's not realistic that in the next 30 days or 60 days you're suddenly going to have a vaccine to save the beginning of the football season for that reason but that brings up the one more point just a quick answer from both of you I don't know what the harm is in the middle of July to say let's wait let's wait and evaluate and even if it's delayed guys even if you don't start until October 1st I'm not saying they will wait that long but you could still wait as opposed to what the Ivy League did. And the look, the Ivy League does not compare to the SEC and the Big Ten in terms of what's at stake, television, and revenue. The Ivy League is like Joe's hamburger stand saying, hey, we're canceling. And now McDonald's would say, hey, we're not going to serve hamburgers. That's not the same thing. But the Ivy League went ahead and said, in July, the second week in July, we're not playing at all for the fall for anything. 
I don't know that you have to do that right now in the middle of, of July. Chris, you first, quick. Well, the Ivy League were trendsetters originally with the coronavirus and shutting down their leagues in springtime play, and then we saw everybody else follow suit. So them already setting the stage for this, I think it's going to make the SEC, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, all those guys susceptible to say, okay, let's follow their suit. And like you suggested, TJ, let's push it back. I mean, football's a winter sport for crying out loud. And then we don't have to hear the complaining down here in Florida about a player overheated and, and those type of problems with dehydration. So if it's a winter sport already, push it to next uh, – later into the winter – and, and play bowl games in February. I don't think anybody is going to be pissed off by coming down to Florida in February when it's a beautiful 70 degrees as opposed to coming down here a couple of months uh, or ju- and missing Christmas break essentially too. That's a big portion of it. All right. Uh, Colby, Colby, just real quick uh, on that point uh, about you don't, you, don't ha- you don't have to make this decision right now, do you? You can make this decision in August or in late August if you want to cancel. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree with you, uh, but at the same time, I'll say this. I, I can't give the guy's name, but I'm friends with an athletic director in the Big 12 who told me the Ivy League doing that kind of forces their hand because they're the smartest institutions in America, so you're going to look really bad if you go against what they did and then all of a sudden one of your players gets sick or, God, for, you know, God forbid, they really get sick, but I mean, or pass away or something. But in general, it forces their hand, and it's just not – it's really a bad situation. I'll put it like that. Colby Dant, uh, again, if you're only hearing us on the podcast, find him as part of the Sports Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast network of shows, The College Experience is the name of his podcast. Longtime colleague of mine, longtime sportscaster in the Tampa Bay area and in the Miami area is Chris Fisher. Find him on social media at Chris Fisher 707 uh, there online. Let's move to one more subject on the Three Dog Thursday roundtable, and that would be the interesting case of Elena Deladon, who is the uh, top player in the WNBA. Elena uh, is uh, right now, along with the other WNBA players, trying to evaluate: Are, are we going to be able to have our season? They really they never got underway in the WNBA. She is contending that uh, publicly for the first time that uh, she has Lyme disease. She has disclosed this now for the first time and that she takes, and I'm showing for those that are seeing us on the video, she put on an on a, a open letter on the Players' Tribune website a photo of the amount of pills that she has to take every day to help her body combat Lyme's disease uh, to be able to play. She is contending that she went in front of a panel of doctors on behalf of the WNBA who basically said to her, you are able to play you are not at any more risk than anybody else to come and play and, co- and contact, uh, contract uh, uh, coronavirus. And so her choice now is to take that risk or to not be paid her WNBA salary. All right, so the point is to you guys, uh, and, and Elena Deladon, one of the quotes that's, that's the indelible one is, I'm now left with two choices. Here's the quote that we're showing people on the video. I can either risk my life or forfeit my paycheck. Honestly, that hurts. Again, this is the premier player in the WNBA that they're saying this to, that they're doing this to. Back to the panel. Uh, Colby, to you first. I mean, the, 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 the Major League Baseball has already had players say I'm not playing. There are NFL players who are saying or hinting, I may not play. What, what do you make of this now that we have something with the top player in the WNBA being told this? Oh, well, first off, I don't blame her because, I mean, I, 
we don't know much. I feel like we don't know that much about this COVID-19 still to this day. Uh, we know, I mean, we're learning every day, but at the same time, you know, she has Lyme disease. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to probably risk it either, you know, not knowing truly what, what could happen or if you're more susceptible despite some doctor's opinions. Um, at the same time, though, I know the WNBA, I think, what, doesn't the NBA make, cover a lot of their money? Like A lot of it, yes. Yeah. So I understand the business side of it. So, I mean, I, I think maybe, like, I don't, maybe they can meet in the middle or something. But it may, if not, I mean, I get it. It makes sense to me that if you don't play, you wouldn't get paid. But I also, like, like I said, if I'm her, I probably wouldn't play either. Chris Fisher, to you, what do you make of this with Elena Deladon? Not to make light of the situation, but talk about risk. Kobe looks like he's standing by a dumpster behind a bank, and they probably have security cameras there, and he's at his fourth Wells Fargo bank today. And, I mean, the bandana says it all, brother. I mean, you got the beard. I think, I think it's safe to on. say he is definitely a, someone of interest right now in that parking lot. Very true. Go ahead. Finish suspicious. your point. Suspicious. Very suspicious. But uh, getting back to Elena Deladon, here, a couple of other things for her. Um, you showed the 64 pills a day, which is just incredible. She spoke to the facts in that Players' Tribune article that it's a, it, she knows it's something that will affect her later in life, taking all these pills. And if you've ever seen the real sports documentary story on her with her sister Lizzie, yep, who right. has an incredible disease that – she helps take care of her for. That's also a big component to this. And I also think this story not only ties into the health factor, but I think it ties into the health of our times factor because you look at equality across the board. All lives matter at this point. Men, women, black, yellow, white. It does not matter. And so, therefore, the NBA making all this money off television revenue and being able to support the WNBA, they need to be able to support these players' positions, whether they feel well enough to take the court or not well enough to take the court, and then to be able to uphold that contract situation because she is a supreme star within the WNBA. And when you have owners like Atlanta last week and what they said about the players, she that owner was completely wrong about the situation. The WNBA needs a step uh, – the NBA needs to step up for their sisterhood over there and their sisters and take care of the WNBA in this regard and pay those salaries because the NBA players, if they chose not to play, they're still getting paid. The WNBA needs to have that same result. And again, it's not as if she's just a, a player, a run-of-the-mill player. This is the premier player in the league. This is the league MVP on the this championship This is like LeBron team. saying, I'm not playing. I'm opting out for my kids' right. sake. Right. Well, and so, uh, again, it, it is something, and, and this is going to be happening. I mean, we already saw out on the West Coast, Colby Dant, David Price is saying, for family reasons and health reasons, I'm not going to play the baseball season for the Dodgers when it resumes. And Chris and I are familiar with David Price from his days with the Tampa Bay Rays before he went to the Red Sox. I, I, I'm going to sit here and say I can't be in a position, neither should anybody else, to tell somebody you have to play. Now, the whole money thing is a different thing on how they work that out. Um, and what she's saying is I should still be paid. Uh, again, it's, it's, uh, it's a tough spot. It's, it's, she's the face of the league right now, too. So I understand that point. Go ahead, Colby. I, I think what, what makes it you know, interesting is that if they pay her, they're going to have to pay anyone, that, that, that anyone in the league I think, that has to sit out. And I think that another thing we talked about, and like, like I said, I don't know off the top of my head, but if the NBA is playing and, like I said, empty, how, much are they get, how much are these owners getting hit for, for – the fact that they're not having those 82 home games. I know this happened late in the year, so maybe 
maybe they're not hit as bad, but, uh, but you've got to wonder if, if for looking forward, if the season's supposed to start in November or wherever they're going to start the next season, is that going to be an issue playing into that? So there's, there's many things to think about here, but yeah, obviously you would think that the NBA makes enough money to, to, to at least if you don't, if you can't pay the whole thing, find a, a middle ground or something. I get it. I get it. You know, we'll find out with her. All right. Uh, Chris, you had one more point. Probably brings up the money situation. I've spoken with people within the NBA over the last couple of weeks, and they tell me the reason that they added these eight games, they wanted everybody to get to the 70-game mark, not just warm-ups. It was apparent that they got to the 70-game mark to be able to get those reven- the revenue from the regional television contracts so that they could afford to put on the postseason, go into the postseason and pay the WNBA and the NBA players. Because the line, the, the line for those network TV deals and for the regional deals was 70 games. You got to get to 70 games for the payout, and that's what they're trying to do. So they're balancing all that. There's so much money flowing every which direction for the NFL and the NBA, you would figure they would be able to work it out. All right, we got to get out of here. Final thoughts from the parking lot of the, Wells, of the Wells Fargo in L.A., Colby Dant. You can rant on anything you want. Uh, I, I know uh, we're plugging away. The Sports Gambling Podcast is typically where we find you. You guys are still doing the Madden simulations right now for the Madden tournament from uh, last year's NFL playoffs using this year's roster, 2020 roster, so like Cam Newton's on the Patriots and stuff. You guys are still doing the Madden simulations, so we get a plug in there. What else do you want to rant on from the parking lot of the Wells Fargo? Uh, well, look, yeah, still doing the Madden simulations. Check out all things comedy, Bill Burr's comedy network. Uh, we're we're, we're broadcasting games on there and twitch and, and twitter you know pretty much every platform facebook stuff like that but i will say i'll rant on Dak prescott just take the money all right look i'm sitting here i'm sitting here i need some quarters you know what this I mean? man this man has been in a in a parking lot for about four hours in the heat <laughs> needing some quarters and you're telling Dak just take the money yeah, man. I mean, look, this clearly there's a quarter shortage here. You know, I take that 30 – what was it, 31? What was it? Yeah. Two? Yes. Well, I don't know. I, maybe I'm, – I'm not a sports agent, but I'm saying for a guy that's got a great offensive line, I, I don't know how good Dak Prescott would be if he was on the Cincinnati – No Back, doubt. Put it like that. No doubt. All right, Chris Fisher, on that note, uh, anything you want to rant on, riff on, the floor is yours. Yeah, um, you know what? Honestly, I've been saying it for a couple of months now. I went on Tampa Bay Radio way back in March and and said it there uh, a couple of times. I feel terrible for the Tampa Bay fans who have waited to be winners and contenders and be the talk and toast of the NFL. Um, To have Tom Brady and that wide receiving group, it's got to feel amazing for the Bucs faithful but to not have butts in the red-hot Ray J seats, that's, that's disappointing for Tampa Bay fans out there. TJ, I know you'll do a fantastic job with the Buccaneers if there is a season. And for my man, Colby, if you, we would have stood outside as long as you have, we'd be butt-naked by now. Because <laughs> there's no way you can deal with the Florida heat standing outside like especially with a hat and a bandana yeah he's got the la heat which is a different a different kind of heat but yeah and for the nfl season we don't know we don't know fans we don't know fans social distance we don't know no fans uh again it's going to probably be week to week here through july and august till we figure all that out but yeah so much anticipation for brady and the buccaneers let's get the season rolling let's hope let's get to see everybody be safe we understand. Let's be reasonable with the coronavirus. I know they're on lockdown in L.A. where Colby is. They're locking down in South Florida in the Miami-Dade uh, County area where Chris is residing. 
uh, a lot of people all over the country are experiencing uh, what's going on again here. So let's just everybody be safe as we rock along here this summer. Guys, great job. Thank you for hanging with me on the Three Dog Thursday podcast, especially Colby Dan in the heat in the parking lot of the bank. That is a first. That is outstanding. Yes, I'll join in on the applause. That is outstanding. Find him at the Colby D on Twitter to make sure he's still alive and he got his quarters. Find Chris at Chris Fisher 07 on Twitter. Follow this show at Three Dog Thursday. My thanks also to our guest, Brian Edwards of MajorWager.com, and also the new Jock Market guys, the sponsor here on Three Dog Thursday, uh, Dave Iceman and Jock Market. Go get the app, Jock Market, and trade those players when the NBA starts up on the games every day. I'm merely TJ Reeves. Thank you for being with me on Three Dog Thursday. Bye.